Mike Dever and Simran Sadi. Thank you very much for joining us here at Lawrence.com as representatives for the Climate Protection Task Force, a.k.a. the CPTF. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Gavin. <laughs> Glad to be here, Gavin. <laughs> and uh, to get the... Uh, um, Sort of formalities out of the way. Uh, Mayor Dever is Dever. Pardon. Oh, I keep doing that. Uh, Mayor Dever is the uh, chair mm-hmm. uh, of the task force, and Simran is a member. And she has too many other titles, uh, really, to mention here right now. So she's just Simran. Um, but Mayor, uh, I'll ask you first. Give us a little bit of background on the CPTF, what it is, and how it came to be. The Climate Protection Task Force is something that was created. Uh, about 12 months ago, in order to respond to uh, former Mayor Heiberger's desire for us to meet some of the standards required for the reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Succinct. Um, What would you like to add, Simran? Uh, Flesh that out a little bit for us. Well, I would just add that um, that what Mayor Heiberger did was sign on to the U.S. Conference of Mayors Climate Protection Agreement. So we are actually working in conjunction with a number of cities to achieve greenhouse gas emissions reductions. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the funny little ironic postscripts I noticed in the uh, proposal was that it was inspired heavily by Norman, Oklahoma's uh, yeah. climate protection plans. Oklahoma, of course, being the home state of one James Inhofe, the senator who famously remarked that global warming is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on humanity. Oh, good research. There is some irony there. Just a, uh, just a twinge of irony. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are a lot of good cities that we borrowed from, mm. that being one of them. But yeah. it's one of those situations where we came a little later to the table than we would like to have with our task force and with our plan. And so we borrowed heavily from people that did a lot of work. And, of course, they all borrowed heavily from a, a, a fairly standard set of guidelines. Mm. I think it also was important to borrow from a place that um, that a wide cons- group of people would be uh, comfortable with or familiar with. So we weren't looking at the climate plan for San Francisco or Berkeley, California. Like we wanted to create something that would be um, really pragmatic and would be actionable, you know, across the spectrum. Whether you are someone who has a deep, uh, you know, long-standing commitment to environmental issues, or you know, you're not quite sure where you stand on climate change, that this was going to be accessible to you, and that these recommendations were going to make sense regardless of kind of where you stood politically. Hmm. And explain for the skeptical uh, why a climate protection task force is needed, uh, especially in this economic environment where, um, you know, a lot of people are complaining how the city doesn't even have the budget to pay for uh, flushing toilets, let alone implement these sort of sweeping environmental changes. Um, How do you square that particular circle, Mayor? Oh well, <laughs> on the spot. There's 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 a struggle with with many new things, and for me, the the way I try to um, justify any cost associated with this type of program um, is to tie the whole concept of greenhouse gas emission reduction equals the reduction in the use of fossil fuels. Typically, I mean, it's usually a, a direct correlation. My belief is if you reduce energy consumption, you reduce gasoline and diesel fuel consumption, you um, make buildings more energy efficient, there's an immediate payback to those values. And so uh, it's really not about spending more money. It's about capturing funds that are basically going out through the roof or out the window or out the chimney or out of smokestack. And we are just saving dollars by implementing strategies that I think will ultimately help the city. Simran, anything to add? No, except that was great. (laughs) So is it a lot easier to market these suggestions and proposals 
not to speak too crassly about the political uh, nature of it, but is it more easy to market these proposals when you do uh, tie them together with um, the financial savings that might come from them? I mean, never mind that we're destroying God's green earth slowly for generations to come and the moral conundrum that that presents to us. It will put money in our coffers right now. In part. I mean, I think, you know, there's been a perception that if you are um, for environmental initiatives, you're somehow against economic growth. And I think in, in this day and age, we recognize that those things can go hand in hand. So um, particularly in a city like Lawrence, you know, we we recognize that we need to b- do both. That we're a city that, you know, we care about our community. We we want to preserve our natural resources, but we recognize we're under you know, tremendous financial constraints. So this plan wasn't created in a vacuum. You know, we, we've been working on this, a group of 10 core people and then um, spin-off working groups that are comprised of like some of the most brilliant, committed, inspiring people in the city, um, really thinking you know, very deeply about how we can create something that is meaningful on, a multi- on multiple levels. And I think you know, we've come up with recommendations that start off talking about you know, having staffing for, for, this, um, for this effort. So we have someone who's, who's really coordinating everything because there's so much going on right now that's disparate. And then we start to look at energy conservation policies because we recognize you know, how much energy, as Mayor Dever said, is literally you know, Know, going out the door um, and looking at transportation and and you know outreach and education and it's it's really I mean it was a very sort of thoughtful progressive way we think to um, to encourage people to to live in a way that's going to conserve not only natural resources but financial ones. Mm-hmm. What are some of the specifics uh, so long, uh, along the lines of conservation uh, that will be proposed by the CPTF? Well, something I wanted to add to that previous thought and then kind of tie this into what you just asked is, you know, for many years, uh, the U.S. has finally bought into the concept that, for example, environmental um, safety and and consciousness um, has actually um, been a financially sound investment. So for many years, people used to dump chemicals out the window or out, out, out the back door or into rivers and streams and pollutants into the air and Finally, people tried to finally figure out that actually if you could reuse or recycle these materials, it would be good for the environment and it would save money. And so you combine the two concepts. And for the last 30 years, the country has been adapting those concepts. And this is just the next step. This is a little less tangible because it's an invisible gas, basically. You can't see the stuff being dumped into a river. You can't see it going out the top of a smokestack. But in reality, um, it's costing our, our world. And so what we're trying to do, I think, is tie in the concepts that when you do things uh, for the good, good for the environment, it's not only good for the environment, but it's a financially sound investment for the future of our country and for a business and or a city like ours. Um, some of the things that we'd like to you know, tie in, there's, there's, a, there's multiple solutions to this, um, I think, that the task force have gone into, and there's um, several chapters to this. But many of them revolve around the city itself in you know, undertaking or advertising a lot of the changes that we've made in the past to be more energy efficient. And then some of them just relate more to getting the public to buy off on the concept of, of energy uh, consumption and, and its impact on greenhouse gas emissions. Finally, I think the last part of the equation, uh, you know, um, corporations bought into this concept a long time ago. Many of them did as far as environmentalism. The, the, the next step is the consumer, but they're, you know, one of the largest uh, portions of the formula. And so we got to get the consumers to understand their impact on the environment. And I think that's what this task force can help do. Hmm. And Simran, how will the task force and the proposals suggested reach out to those consumers? How will it, what is the outreach aspect of this task force plan? 
You know, what what the task force did was it came up with a list of seven recommendations uh, on everything from land use planning to um, to you know encouraging the this local city government to exercise leadership by taking you know taking first steps to to reducing greenhouse gas emissions. But what we did not do is lay out the specific steps that are required for those things to happen. So um, so you know when it comes to outreach and education, it's we have we've sort of suggested stuff like looking at um, K through 12 education, looking at, you know, the University of Kansas, as well as Haskell Indian Nations University, seeing what kind of um, curriculum efforts could be put in place, connecting to other stakeholders in the city. So looking at churches, um, looking at how we can work with the Chamber of Commerce. They have a Grow Grow Green task force to encourage environmental sustainability in businesses. Uh, But the exact way to do that, we feel like the, the, you know, the city is really well positioned. They have the expertise to really move this stuff forward. But we really thought was that we needed to um, highlight the the sort of strat the the end goals that would help achieve these greenhouse gas reductions. And another aspect of the plan I saw was that uh, it um, touts how if Lawrence becomes a leader um, in conservation, uh, it might attract more business, especially of the ecologically friendly kind or the so-called green businesses. Um, how might that work and what sorts of businesses might it attract and how generally will it help to stimulate the local economy? Well, Simran has an ex- extensive experience in, I think, um, knowledge of the rest of the country. Uh, but I, let me just touch on what I think it can do with Lawrence, Kansas. When you build um, a city that is focused on um, trying to do the, its best for the environment, I think you attract bus- uh, businesses that are like-minded. Um, I think Lawrence attracts good companies and has in the past, but if we can focus on trying to attract, um, some people like to call them green-collar jobs, I like to call them socially conscious and responsible corporations <laughs> that want to do the, what's best for the environment and their employees. That's kind of a mouthful, though. It is. <laughs> it is. It's, it's definitely longer. <laughs> but, it's, but seriously, if you think about it, 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 wouldn't you rather be in a community where if you're trying to do the right thing, you'd like others around you to do the same thing? You'd like to surround yourself with people who are like you. And in Lawrence, we've got such a wide variety of people, but I think if we can focus and harness all their knowledge and expertise in the areas that they're good at, we can build a city, I think, that is focused on attracting businesses that want to do what's best for the environment. And the first step is doing is walking the walk, and I think the city needs to walk the walk, and I think that's part of this plan and how we attract and um, at least get on par with many cities that are already doing this or, or fairly far down the road already. Mm. In addition, President Obama's, you know, um, stimulus package includes funding for environmental initiatives ranging from energy conservation to the sort of stimulus of creating green collar jobs. So, um, you know, we have a real opportunity to take a leadership role, at not only in in this area but in the state of Kansas. And and you know, we're we're well poised. I mean, for the entire country um, to really to really capitalize on the gains of this growing movement. Mm. And uh, speaking of the stimulus package from Washington. I know a lot of the details haven't been worked out, but would some of these proposals be eligible for the stimulus funding? Yes, sir. Oh, very nice. Yes, sir. Well, specifically, energy consumption reduction, um, something as simple as weatherproofing is an example, or, you know, making buildings more energy efficient. There are going to be all sorts of uh, monies 
focused and available to those areas. And really, that's one of the pieces of this plan. We're not going to say you should weather strip every door in your house or every door in a building, but we're going to suggest to people that they make their structures more energy efficient, and that's one of the ways you can do so. And I think Obama and the current administration is focused on many of the things that I think this plan um, is looking to change. And I think that the current administration is focused on getting dollars into the um, economy that will be focused on making those changes. And um, it seems like civic pride is also uh, a crucial component to this in becoming the leader um, in this environmental movement in Kansas. Is this going to be sort of like a sports rivalry where you know, we're going to look at Manhattan and say, ha! We cut our carbon emissions six percent this year. <laughs> Suck it, Wildcats! <laughs> Is it, are, are you trying to create sort of a mind frame where people take a, uh, a an amount of pride and a, a stake in the environmental future of Lawrence? I think that we would. Uh, be well served by somebody in an uh, oversight role to just do that. And in other words, to outreach to the community, to tell people, hey, look at what the city's doing already, which are tremendous efforts that nobody really knows about. Um, Focus on how we are going to do better as a city. Focus on the changes that the public schools and the universities in the community are doing. Um, Focus on the the good good things. Count them up and tout all these great things that we're doing. And then get the buy-in from the consumer saying, look how much money we saved. Look at what we were able to do. And, yeah, well, I don't know if they'll say suck it, but they'll definitely say, say, look at what we're doing in in Lawrence. And it's a pretty uh, easy and accomplishable goal. Why don't you do the same? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess in closing – what do you want the people of Lawrence to do? Uh, how can they contribute to help get these initiatives passed? They can uh, join us on the 31st of March for the city commission meeting where we will be presenting the plan. The um, plan is the, the, the final plan is being the plan is being finalized right now and will be posted to the city of Lawrence website. So we'll have a link hopefully from your podcast to that document. So I encourage people to take a look at it. You know, some of the conversations that have gone on have suggested that that uh, taxpayers will be charged um, a surcharge on the utilities fee to fund this position that we're recommending. But in truth, that is beyond the purview and scope of the Climate Protection Task Force. We encourage um, a person to sort of be the focal point for all these initiatives for the exact reasons Mayor Dever has laid out. Um, having that cheerleader, having that resource for people in the community, um, I think will more than pay for itself. But but what we want to do is be clear that we have laid out a number of strategies. And, and our goal is to save money and to you know, create a strong environmental legacy for the community and um, that this is a great opportunity to do so. So I encourage people to really take a look at the plan. The executive summary is just two pages long. You'll get everything you need to know right there. Um, and then join us on the 31st for the city commission meeting. Uh, actually, I would be remiss if I didn't ask uh, this to the mayor. Um, the T, uh, public transportation is a, or at least a part of the plan I noticed, um, is the T... It, it's off the chopping block now, thanks to the ballot initiative. But uh, is it is it now secure if these plans go through, or will it even expand? Uh, what is the future of the T, and how is it tied into the Climate Protection Task Force? Well, there's a pretty solid future, probably the most solid future it's ever had now, because we have a ballot initiative that basically collects taxes for it for the next 10 years. Previously, it was all pretty much at the whim of the sitting commissioners. 
that was one of the reasons I wanted to have a ballot initiative to try and make it a little more stable so we could make the changes and realign the systems, link it with KU on wheels, try to combine the resources that we have, um, stop some of the redundancies and the double polluting and the overuse of the roads that the buses were, you know, basically engaging in when they would back up behind each other and wait. You know, running the same routes doesn't make sense. So I think the T is has a very um, excellent future. I think there's funds available for, for it that um, will allow us to buy um, the type of um, vehicles that we want, meaning smaller buses when necessary, which will be more energy efficient in many cases. Um, new buses that might be greener, for example, they may be a, a biodiesel, which is one of the concepts. I'm really looking uh, towards compressed natural gas or alternative fuels, but there are some questions about whether or not that's a use uh, uh, Possibility here in this in this location because of some, you know, information you really don't want to know about. But generally speaking, I think we have we have way too many um, opportunities to to change the way we use fuel. And I think the T would be a great example for people and an opportunity for the people to reduce their consumption. And we're going to run routes more often, so which means the T will become more viable and valuable to people. And so I think the public transportation system can be a, uh, a focal point of this effort because we're going to be doing lots of things to change it. And I think people will want to use it more in the future. And also, and I, I always do this, is it finally, but then I have like three or four more yeah, questions. That's cool. um, <laughs> <laughs> Another hot button topic, and it's extraordinarily pertinent to what we're talking about. Should we actually change the name of Missouri Street to spite the state of Missouri? Wow. <laughs> and maybe even to tie it in with this, uh, we won't even have to name it after a former coach or anything, like name it Al Gore Boulevard or something. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's a hot that's a hot issue. You know, I've received about fifty emails in the last couple of days, and about twenty five of them were in favor of changing the name, and about twenty five of them were against it. it well, it's good to see that uh, people are civically engaged. They are. It's awesome, and you know, you never know how you're going to trigger an emotion until you do it, and clearly, there's emotions involved. A nerve has been hit. Yeah, uh, definitely. Where, where do you come down on on this topic, Simran? Right in the on this, on this right very weighty issue yeah. of not just local, but I think national importance. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I am right in the middle. Uh, I could be swung either way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, as goes Simran Sadie, so goes the nation. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I honestly will wrap it up. Uh, Anybody want to add anything about the Climate Protection Task Force or the future of Lawrence going green or the green economy or predictions about the NCAA basketball tournament? Open forum. Go for it. Mm. <laughs> Just excited. You know, a lot of great people put a ton of work into this. I did very little relative to all of the other people's work. Um, I helped some at the end. But overall, we just have some great people who are willing to give their time. And if we can do as much after the plan is done is what was done as the plan was being built. We're going to have some great initiatives in this community, and I want to thank everybody who had a part of that. Well, as one of those people, I'll say you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> if she does say so herself. Um, Mayor Mike Dever, Simran Sadie of the Climate Protection Task Force, thank you very much for joining us here at Lawrence.com. We appreciate your time. Thanks for thank having you, us. Thank you, Gavin.